It's your Locked On Flyers podcast for Monday, May the 2nd, your daily dose of Flyers news, analysis, and high-quality content that is excited about all of the content we have for you coming this week to wrap up the season and get going on the playoffs. Lots of stuff. We will talk about a lot of that, especially the Locker Cleanout Day, coming up now. Your Locked On Flyers, your daily podcast on the Philadelphia Flyers. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hello, I am your host, Rachel Donner. You can find me on Twitter at rmiriam. I'm here with my lovely co-host, Russ Cohen, who's on Twitter at Sportsology. Thanks for making Locked On Flyers your first listen every day. You can follow us on Twitter at Locked On Flyers. You'll keep up to date on all our episodes and the big Flyers news. You can also email the show at LockedOnFlyers at gmail.com. Today's episode is brought to you by Bet Online. Bet Online has you covered this season with more props, odds, and lines than ever before. Bet Online, where the game starts. On today's show, we are going to talk about locker cleanout. We'll touch on that game against the Senators to end the season a little bit, but mostly we're going to focus on what the players had to say coming out of locker cleanout day, injuries, plans for the offseason, all of that. And it's Monday, so of course we will have our nemesis of the week. Locked on Flyers is free and available on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Odyssey, wherever you are listening. So subscribe and you will get all of our episodes here on the Locked On Podcast Network. All right, Russ. So the Flyers ended their season officially with a 25-46 and 11 record for a whopping 61 points. Yikes. Uh, yeah, yikes is, I think, the watchword for this season. <laughs> Overall, not much to say about that game against the Sens, although it was kind of this season in a nutshell. And I think Mike Yo said something to that effect because, you know, they managed to get two power play goals in this game, which is like unheard mm-hmm. of for this team. They scored five on three, which they have not been able to do. Yep. And yet they still lost the game. <laughs> it was one of those where Ottawa just knew that if they kept battling, they would mm-hmm. win. I was on the Ottawa side for a while, and it was a good finish for them and a good finish for them for the season. So, you know, unfortunately, that's a team that just kept battling on, and the Flyers just didn't have it after, like you said, scoring power play goals. So it's, it's still something mentally with this team that I don't know if it'll have carryover or not, but it was there. Well, I think the big thing coming out of that was what was going to happen next, right? That that just kind of put a cap on the season. And yeah. then, you know, the next day, everybody came back and we heard from all of the players. Some interesting questions were asked overall. Uh, we got some interesting answers, I think. And the thing coming out of this team, which is the hardest to digest, is we have guys like Travis Konechny saying, be patient, we're coming you know, in terms of the message to the fans over what has transpired over the last couple of seasons. And it's hard to say whether or not we as fans can believe it, right? Yeah, that's the hard part. I get what Konechny's saying, but 
Konecki himself can't point out what the Flyers' plan for next year is. So really, he's just know. he's just asking you to, to generally believe. And I don't blame the Flyers fans if they don't. It's not enough for them to latch onto with a guy just saying, "Hold on, we got this. It's all okay. You just saw a worse season. Don't worry. It's not going to happen again." Like you know, how do you know? It's true. It's true. But. There were some really big things to come out of Locker Cleanout Day. There were some controversial things. There were some question marks in terms of what people said. But there were some things that will give us hope for the future. And so I want to touch on all of those on this show. And I think the biggest news, honestly, Ryan Ellis was there. Yeah. It was huge. They knew he had to be. Well, and I think that whatever they did behind the scenes to plan for this worked out really well because it was a very clear message of they know what's wrong with him, that it's, you know, a multi-issue pelvic injury. Yeah, but that's a, know- it was very corporately yeah, um, it laid was. out that message. That's what I'm it saying. Was. It was very well put together that it, it was very, very clear that and that they have a plan for what to do and the target is to be back for training camp. Okay, but did you catch the part where he said it was going to be a hard summer. Like, yeah. this isn't just like a, hey, you know, we know what it is. I'll be back on the ice, even though he's going to be. And I'll definitely be there. No problem at all. It's not like that. No, it's not. And I think that was clear. Honestly, I don't think they oversold his recovery at all. I think they were very matter of fact about it, that the intention is to be back for training camp. But obviously, it's a, a question mark. But that he likes the organization, he likes Philly, his wife loves it here, he wants right. to play again and be part of the solution. Right, and anyway, that's what we figured. Yeah. We, I wasn't believing that other stuff that was going around. But, okay, all that aside, message, that's all well and good. But the big question is, how do you plan for this? Well, that's Chuck Fletcher's job. And I think that's a question we're going to have to ask him this week. You have to plan for it because obviously they did not plan for it this year and they have to go into next season having a much better solution if he's not available. Right. Right. Because do we think he could play 82 games? I don't. Well, my supposition is that they'll have a better idea by the time the free agency period begins and they'll be able to make some plans by then. Are they going to be successful? Don't know. But I at least think that they'll have enough information by then to at least make a better decision than they do now. Okay. But he has been missing some games for every year for the last, like, four years. So, and it may not be the same injury. That's fine. But that's just a fact, too. So, yeah, if you're Chuck, you have to basically get a guy that can play your your number two, but also could be, like, a four. Yep. And that's what they're going to have to do. Yeah, I think so, too. I think that's going to be one of the biggest tasks for Chuck Fletcher this offseason. We got some controversy at the locker cleanout day as well with Ivan Provorov. And he was a little pointed when asked about, you know, what his play was like this season. And he basically was like, he said, no matter what I say, you guys are going to give me your own grades. So it doesn't matter. You're all experts in hockey. So you're going to give me your all super experienced grades. I don't think my opinion really matters to you guys. He's frustrated because he didn't win. the. He wanted to win the award and well, he didn't. Maybe. He did. No, no, he maybe. did. Maybe. That's what I was but told. At the same time, 
it is perfectly reasonable for him to be this level of frustrated sure. and and whatnot. But I don't think this was the right forum nor the right way to. Well, it's the that. only time he could do it, though, if he really just needs to exercise it from his body. Yeah. So I would say it was the right time. Um, I still wouldn't jump to conclusions that all of a sudden they're going to trade him because right. even if you trade him and you get his cap space back, it's not a ton of money. You still don't know about Ryan Ellis. And now your whole top pair is in flux. So I don't think they could, I still don't think they could trade him. I don't think so either, but you know, we'll see what happens going into this. I think their defense is going to have to be extremely flexible next year with people playing all different kinds of roles based on the personnel that we are pretty sure we're going to have going into next season. So I think that's going to be the watchword for the Flyers D is flexibility. Yeah. All right. So at least for me, the least controversial thing we heard is uh, there are two things. Number one, everybody taking personal accountability and being embarrassed by the season. <laughs> it was like if they didn't come out and say those things, there was going to be a problem. Right. Now that's fair. So Cam Atkinson uh, said it was an embarrassment. Scott Lawton said we have to look in the mirror and fix it. You know, a lot of guys had things like that to say. And it was good that they said them, but I think it would have been a real problem, like I said, if, if nobody said anything like that. It had to be said. Some of it's okay. We get it. But just feeling better about things and having things be better are two different things. Exactly. And I think the other least controversial thing is everybody who praised Keith Yandel, said what a great guy he was, and it was great to have him in the locker room. All right, we got to just move on from Keith Yandel. Honestly, the one of the biggest things from this season is to be able to move on from Keith Yandel because it's there's been too much oxygen about Keith Yandel for a horrible season. A horrible season. But that doesn't change the fact that it it was a thing that everybody said that wasn't controversial. That was my point. I know. That's fine. <laughs> it isn't controversial, but it's one of these things, same as Matt Niskanen, they need to move on from Keith Yandel and talking about Keith Yandel immediately. They really do. Well, I think that's an absolutely fair point. I think they lean too heavily on the Matt Niskanen thing for a while, and yeah. we lean too heavily on Keith Yandel for a while. So um, hopefully he has a lovely retirement and... Yeah, I think he deserves it. I mean, because did anybody show any analytics to Keith Yandel and show him what he was doing wrong? No, but they let him go out there day after day after day after day after day after day after day doing the same things wrong. All right. Well, we're going to get to the middle of your point you just made right there. It's when we talk about question marks and hopeful things and all of that coming up next. BetOnline.net's your number one source for all your betting needs and sports info. Find all the latest sports developments, league reviews, and news, including this year's basketball playoffs and the start of the Major League Baseball season. BetOnline is your continued source for all your sports wagering information, from live betting to playoffs, esports, and more. Head to the website today or use your mobile device to learn more about the trends and action. BetOnline, where the game starts. Thanks for making Locked On Flyers your first listen every day. For your next listen, check out the Locked On Now podcast. It's nightly recaps of every NHL game with analysis from all our local experts. It's free and available wherever you get your podcasts. So continuing our discussion about locker cleanout day, I think there were definitely some question marks that were raised for me, at least based on what a couple of the guys had to say. I think 
the first one for me that stood out was Morgan Frost not being sure if he's coming into next season next uh, at center or wing. Yeah, that that that's a Mike Yo problem, and the fact that it didn't get corrected before the end of the season that's a shame. Yeah, and and the fact that in whatever meetings he's had thus far, they haven't told him definitively prepare for next season as if you're going to be a center or prepare right. for next season as if you're going to be a wing. Well, they don't even know who the coach is going to be. So how well, could they really? It's true, but at least uh, you would expect them to have some sort of more clear messaging at this point. But uh, I do think something else that he said was a little concerning for me in terms of he was asked about when he was sent down and, and came back up and that after the trade deadline, when they didn't put him through waivers to that, it was pretty clear that he was going to just stick with the flyers for the remainder of the season, that that helped build his confidence. And that to me, that kind of raises the overall question of player development and allowing guys to have enough games at the NHL level to make a couple of mistakes, recover from them, learn and grow. And we've talked about that over the course of this season, that it was a problem and that Morgan Frost kind of alluded to, yeah, it kind of affected me having this threat of being sent down. It was a problem, but at least there was a positive for him in the sense that he Mm -hmm. kind of wished the season didn't end because he finally had a lot of confidence. So luckily, it didn't shake his confidence. Right. I think that is absolutely a good part of it. Uh, It just makes me slightly worried about the other guys and their future. But for me, those were the big question marks. What was it for you? You know, the Travis Konechny, talking a bit with the analytics department, Danny Briere, like we all know Danny Briere is going to have some role next year, some bigger role. We don't know what it is. That's fine. Did it really help him, though? I didn't see any difference on the ice. Maybe he scored one more goal than I was expecting. He had 16 goals. Like, am I supposed to think that this was a a success? How do I take it? Yeah, I saw it as more of a hopeful thing going into next okay. season. A, that Briere did that at all. To no, that's with. good. I agree with that. Yeah, that it was an exercise that took place. And the fact that Travis Konechny you know, who was kind of reticent going into it, listened. And he made some adjustments in his game. And like you said, wasn't sure it was successful. But at the same time, we saw the analytics department creating information that was then passed along to players who were then changing their game based on it. And so I think that's at least a positive sign in the process of this team. Okay. So the other kind of question mark Russ was uh Owen Tippett I think for you he's been a question mark since he got here yeah I mean again the reason Owen Tippett scored on five on three was because he didn't have time to think about it I even said that and that's what I've been really trumpeting this whole time is he needs to work with a scoring coach a shooting coach rather that can help him with those things because you know when he got the assist for JVR he passed up a bona fide scoring chance on the power play to do that. And I was like, in my head, why did you do that? Why didn't you shoot the puck on the net? You have a perfect mm-hmm. shot here. He didn't do it. So if his message is to play, get, you know, play harder, be harder to play against, that's like a boilerplate message. You want everybody to do that. But how about, hey, you only got seven points in 21 games. We need more from you. 
we need like you to really buckle down this summer. Like, how about some of that? Because that's what has to happen. He's not a guarantee to be in the Flyers, be, be on the Flyers three years from now. Not at all. And I, I think you're right that that shooting focus that we've been talking about, shooting accuracy to, yeah. and smartness when it comes to when he takes those shots, I think is something that he needs to work on the most. Like, and- here's the thing. I'm not a big analytics guy, right? But a couple of weeks ago, and this is, I think he's had one goal since, maybe two, probably just one. He was 226th in the league in expected goals. And that's based on the amount of ice time he was getting. He's on the second line, the amount of power play time he was getting. So if you think about that, the return on investment, and I'm not trying to pick on Tippett because I think he's still a developing player, but with the amount of time and everything else the Flyers gave him, you know, he didn't he didn't pay back well at all on that. Yeah, so far. That is for sure. Yeah, I mean this season. Yeah, this season. All right. Trying to look at some more positive things and some hopeful things going into next season that came out of Locker Cleanout Day. It was good to see Sean Couturier there Mm -hmm. seeming upbeat. He's been skating a little bit with the team over the last week, week and a half. And he said he's almost 100% in terms of being able to then kick off a normal offseason training, which is very good to hear. And obviously, you know, with the surgery that he had, uh, you never know what's going to happen. But at the same time, he seemed really positive and upbeat about his summer upcoming. And so I, I think that was a good sign. It was. I'm not worried about him. I'm not. And then I the other thing, it's small, but it's something that we have harped on on the show, is that Travis Hanheim said he was definitely going to be given a shot to make the power play next season. That's good. That's really, really good. Because, again he's going to be wanting a long-term contract. Yep. So you have to figure out where he fits in at this point. And that's the only true way to figure it out. I can give you another positive. I'm positive Nick Sealer is coming back based on the remarks. Uh, I I think it's positive that he wants to come back. And uh, we'll, we'll see. He thinks he's done enough to warrant getting another contract. But here's the thing. Like, the fix is in. The fix is in. He talked about it. He mentioned Chuck. He mentioned Brent. So if you think Nick Sealer has only a 60% chance of coming back, when they look out on the free agent market and they look at Nick Sealer, and if somebody's the same price, what do you think is going to happen? Nick Sealer's coming back. Well, it's. I think they use Nick Sealer a lot more than they anticipated based on yes. all the injuries and, and such. And he's not a bad guy to have on your AHL he's, team. He's not bad. You just can't have him in there every game. I know. That's the thing, is that in the right role, I would love to have Nick Sealer back. We'll clip that. It's good and bad. Um, the other... We're going to keep that soundbite for a while. <laughs> okay. In the right role. I did say in the right role. All right. The other thing was that all three of the young kids, Ronnie Adder, Noah Cates, Bobby Brink, were extremely upbeat about their experience and talked about how great it was to have the support from each other in their adjustment to the NHL game. And they had fun, which is really important, especially in an environment like this. And they seem to have like a clear understanding of what they need to do this offseason. No, and that's good. I mean, again, it's an important offseason for those guys. I don't expect them to make the team. I don't. Well, I think as we've talked about, Noah Cates has the best chance. He has and, the best chance. And I and think 
he could. I think he could. Uh, I don't think Brink they should even entertain it. I just think it's a mistake, and it's not from a talent standpoint. It's from a hey, I gotta used to. I gotta have to get used to being a pro. Um, I gotta get used to the physical side of things, the defensive side of things. Those are going to be some changes for him. Not to say they didn't play defense in Denver. Of course they did, but it's a different kind. And so, and same with Adderd. We could see he's not quite there. Hopefully right. the Flyers see that too. Yeah, and I think he has breathing room to improve and grow. He, he yeah. has definitely, you know, a long leash to work with. So I'm not really worried about him at all. Um, I had been slightly worried about Cam York, but it seems like he's going to be good to go to start off-season training. Um, he's going to spend a lot of time in Philadelphia or, or New Jersey uh, to do that training, which I think is good as well, just to be around the facility and the staff and all of that. So um, hopefully it'll be a good off season for him. Uh, we will get to a little bit more of uh, you know, off season plans for some of these guys, as well as our nemesis of the week coming up next. But first, Summer is coming and you're going to need some food on the go with all of those activities that go on. Built Bar is the perfect snack to take with you on your family vacation. You can throw them in your bag or in your kid's backpack. The best part about Built Bar is that they're healthy and delicious. No more sacrificing delicious food for your health. With Built Bar, you can have both. All you have to do is go to Built.com and order now. All Built Bars and their puffs are covered in 100% real chocolate. Those puffs come in some crazy flavors like banana cream pie and even churro. Who doesn't want a protein bar that tastes like a churro? And if that's not enough flavor for you, you might want to try one of their mixed boxes. They come with 12 flavors of bars and puffs. Built Bar makes sure there's something in there for everyone. My personal favorite is Cherry Barcia. So Built Bar, if you're listening, put one of those in my mixed box that you'll send me. Most Built Bars have about 130 calories, 4 grams of sugar, 4 net carbs, but 17 grams of protein. A candy bar is going to have about 240 calories and a ton of sugar, dozens of net carbs. Go to built.com to get all of your favorites like raspberry, double chocolate, and so much more. New flavors are coming out all the time. So go to built.com, use the promo code LOCKED15, you'll get 15% off your order. That's promo code LOCKED15 for 15% off at built.com. All right, so before we get to our nemesis of the week, just a couple other notes. Uh, it was good to hear from Noah Cates about Jackson and how mm-hmm. he was doing that yeah. he's been skating for a little bit and that Noah said that Jackson will be fully cleared and heading home early next week. And, uh, you know, I think that the two of them are going to have a really good off season. Obviously they enjoy playing together and, and they'll train together. So that'll be good for both of them and was good to hear as well. And, as far as you know what guys are going to work on in the offseason I thought it was interesting to hear from Joel Farabee that he wants to work on his one-timers and that Mm -hmm. um, so that was good to see that he has something specific that he wants to improve but I thought it was also interesting that he talked about what he learned from playing center that he could bring to playing at wing what you do in terms of puck support at wing uh, that he Mm -hmm. can you know, bring from his time at playing center and that playing his two-way game a little bit better. 
I mean, that's good. That's a slight positive, but let's face it. It was a waste of time having him at center. I don't know who decided that, hey, we should put Joel Farabee at center. Because I can tell you, I saw him play a lot of hockey over the years and never once thought he should be a center. And it's not to say you could never put somebody in a different position, but he's just so much of a natural winger that I just, I never saw it. Yeah. Yeah, I did, especially like when he talked about, you know, with the two way play and learning how to play in the D zone to use that to read plays better and then ultimately create more offense out of it as a winger, which is spot on. That's exactly what you should be doing. No, and you know what? And good for him for saying that. Um, Did Travis Konecki talk about playing defense? No, I don't think so, right? I don't think so. But good to see that from Joel Farabee, who's definitely one of the future leaders of this team, I think. All right, our nemesis of the week. If you are newer to the program, every Monday we look at the week upcoming and say, you know, what is going to get under our skin this upcoming week? Last week I talked about wanting to finish the season out strong. Uh, They had some theoretically weaker opponents and that maybe they could, you know, get some positive energy at the end of the season. It was a mixed bag, definitely a mixed bag there, but... Uh, I think that it was definitely a good nemesis to have because very much in keeping with the Flyers season. Uh, This week, for me, the nemesis is heading into the playoffs this week and the Flyers not being there. And we on this show are going to help you bandwagon playoff teams. We're going to be bringing hosts from other Locked On shows onto Locked On Flyers to sell their team to you for this playoff season. Each of us picked an Eastern Conference team and a Western Conference team. And we're not going to tell you who they are. You'll have to listen and find out. But I think you'll like all of them. There's some good options, I think, for all of you. But it's definitely a nemesis because we would much rather be having a discussion about the Flyers in the playoffs. Yeah, we're, we're going to sell it to you like a shore rental. <laughs> yeah, get that beach house plan together and uh, watch some playoff hockey. Yep. All right, wrapping up with our Flyers fun thing. The Flyers posted a thank you message to the fans uh, for support this season. I think everybody understands the multi-layeredness of that message in terms of understanding what the situation is and being extra appreciative uh, given everything. And I think, you know, we feel the same way, Russ and I, in terms of this has been a rough season and it's been one that's been a challenge to cover and, you know, look for bright spots every game. And definitely you could argue that this was one of the worst seasons the franchise has ever had. But the fan base, I think, has overall been really smart and thoughtful about the team and realistic about the team. Realistic's and, a good word. I think they have yeah, been like super realistic. And so thanks to all of you for sticking with us this season. Yeah, we've done our best. Like, you know, we're trudging through it the same way, honestly. Yeah. Yeah. We are. And we appreciate every single one of you who've been listening along all season. We have a lot of great content going into the off season. Like I said, we're going to start with some bandwagon options for you. We're definitely going to cover Chuck Fletcher's wrap up press conference for you this week. We're going to get into more draft content in terms of draft eligible prospects to look at. You know, we have the lottery coming up, so we're going to react to that. And there's going to be so much fun stuff over the next couple of months 
chance to lead us into the NHL draft and free agency. So we're excited for all of that. And we're hoping that all of you are excited too to be able to turn this corner and move forward with us. All right, that'll do it for today's show. Uh, We are going to come back tomorrow. We'll have a couple of those bandwagon options for you, as well as set some expectations for what Chuck Fletcher might want to say. As a reminder, we always want to hear from you. Send us in your questions via Twitter at LockedOnFlyers, or you can email us at LockedOnFlyers at gmail.com. I'm Rachel. I'm on Twitter at rmiriam. That's R-M-I-R-I-A-M. I'm Russ. I'm at Sportsology, S-P-O-R-T-S-O-L-O-G-Y. You made us your first listen today. Now make your second listen Locked on NHL. From first round matchups all the way to the Stanley Cup, Locked on NHL covers the playoffs like no other. Hear the latest news and opinions from local experts every Monday through Friday. It's free and available wherever you get your podcasts. Have a great day, everyone.